Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multidimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Shades of Shilamita with your hostess, Shilamita. Today we're going to talk about love. Everything in life is the seeking of love or the lack of love. But every single thing, every single vibration, everything always comes back to love. Ever since we were born into this world, we came here in pure love, right? If you look at a baby, a baby has everything that they could ever need, right? And as human beings, most people love babies because babies don't talk, they don't walk, they don't have anything that we should fear or be jealous of or be envious of. Babies are just pure love. And then what happens is that we grow as human beings and we're seeking love. And unfortunately, some of us don't get the love that we are seeking as babies. We have a hard time in our childhood because we don't have great relationships. We don't have good friendships. We might have gotten abused as children, whether physically, mentally, sexually. And so we then spend the rest of our lives looking for love, seeking out this desperation for love. And then for some people, we get to a point where we're just like, well, we don't need that. And so we create this wall, we create this barrier that we're just like, I don't need to be loved. So I'm just going to be angry and harsh and, and not allow for that to come in. So when it comes to attracting a loving relationship or a love partner, we tend to attract what we are seeking or what we are used to, right? So in my life, personally, every time I seeked out a love relationship, that love relationship was always based on a fear of loss, right? So for my upbringing, my parents were both diagnosed with cancer from 17 to 27, so I always had one foot out the door in every one of my relationships, not only in my love relationships, but also in my friendships, because the evidence showed me that the adults in my life were going to get sick, and then as a result of that sickness, they were going to die. So I always had one foot out the door because I didn't want to get too attached or fall too in love or be too committed or devoted because I was so afraid of the pain, right? The pain of the loss, the pain of the suffering. And so we live our lives trying to not feel the pain and in not feeling the pain, we actually create so much suffering for ourselves. So what if we were to live this life 
and just enjoy every moment and know that even when we are in pain, that we always heal from that pain, right? So this was really hard for me. When I was younger, I was super promiscuous. I had a lot of male relationships. I wouldn't really call them necessarily relationships. I would call them more like one-nighters or you know, really quick encounters because one of my love, love languages is physical touch. So for me, physical touch was super important and I was always seeking love because when my parents when my father first got diagnosed with cancer and then my mother, I kind of detached myself from that love. And because I went in the wrong direction and started doing a lot of drugs and drinking and having a lot of sex and doing things that were shameful for me, I detached myself from my family and I was trying to heal myself in a way, but instead I was hurting myself even more. And so a lot of people tend to do this. And so when I was with my first son's father, it was the first time that I really experienced a deep level of love. He was super loving. He, you know, showed me a lot of affection and that is what I deeply desired. But then shortly thereafter, a lot of the things, the negative things started to appear and those negative things we attract because of the things that we have not yet healed. So if you are living through an abusive relationship, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, whatever it is, there is a part of you and a part of your psyche that has actually attracted that into your life. Now, I know if you've not started any kind of level of healing, that hearing that is gonna be super triggering for you. But when we're able to face the fact that somehow I played a role in this situation. So that's what we need to understand about all of life. That's what the law of attraction is all about, is that like attracts like. So whatever you are living through in your life right now, the good, the bad, the ugly, somehow you were a part of attracting that into your life. There could be reasoning from past lives that you brought that into your life for a sense of healing, for a sense of correction. But the reason why you're living through that is so you can get to the other side to live through the duality. So in my relationship with my first son's father, there was a lot of tumultual times in that relationship because I was an unhealed person and so was he. And when you have two people who are mentally struggling, physically struggling, whatever the struggle is, you're going to have that lack of love, even though the love might appear to be there, right? Because like I truly felt like he loved me and we had like a, a love together, but it wasn't that deep knowing of love that I really desired. And so when I broke up with him, what I spent the next several years doing was really working on myself and really working on the self-love piece, which I've talked about a lot in the shows this month because that is the most important part. If you are in a loveless marriage or you're in a loveless relationship, that's probably because you don't love yourself to the capacity of which you want to be loved. I am in a state of my life right now where love is in overflow. I mean, I cry in gratitude almost on the daily because of the love that I receive. And I wasn't always capable of receiving this kind of love. So a lot of the spiritual work that I needed to do was in the receiving sequence. Like people just think, oh, I desire this so that I should have it. 
but we are like bathtubs, right? Have you ever turned on the bathtub and you forgot to put the stopper on and you leave the room and you come back five minutes later and you expect to get in the tub and instead there's no water in the tub and then all of the hot water is gone and you're like, oh, I just wanted to take a bath. I've done this before, this is my experience. So this is the same way that we live our life and this is how a lot of people receive. We desire the thing and we put it out there in the universe but then we don't put the stopper on in order to receive that love. We allow for it to move through us because we're so busy chasing after the next thing that we don't actually take the time to sit in appreciation of what we have, right? It's so easy to focus on the negative. It's so easy to find all of the wrongs in every situation. And so if you're doing that, you're repelling all of the good things that are coming your way. So in the work that I had to do, I had to do a lot of work on self-love. Now I had a lot of body issues growing up, body dysmorphia. It's a new term that I've, I've recently heard. And this, this is all about how we see ourselves when we look at ourselves in the mirror. And so growing up, my mother never had a lot of self-love. She actually talks about that a lot now, how she looks at me and she admires me because she doesn't understand how I am the way that I am, how I'm able to love myself and appreciate myself and have this, this love for me. And so in prior years, this was a negative for a lot of the people around me. This seemed like an ego thing, right? Like, oh, look at her. She loves herself. She must have a big ego. But when you love yourself, it's not because you have a big ego. We came here as sovereign soul human beings, right? You came into this life alone. Yes, you had a mother and a father that created you and helped you on this journey here, but the journey here is alone. And when you leave here, you leave here alone. So we need to learn how to stand on our two feet alone. And that includes the self-love piece. You have to learn how to love yourself in order to attract the love that you're looking to receive. So in the beginning for me, it was super hard because I hated who I saw in the mirror reflecting back at me. And it took a lot of mirror work, like actually standing in front of the mirror and saying, I love you, I forgive you. I love this part about you, you're so beautiful. And in the beginning when I was doing that work, it was hard because it's not believable, right? It's like if you've self-loathed yourself for so long, you're gonna have a really hard time with standing in front of the mirror with these affirmations, which is why for a lot of people, affirmations don't work. Because you could say, I am beautiful, I am love, I am smart, I am friendly, I am rich. But if you're living in the ghetto and you have no money and you're starving for food and you're in a bad relationship, saying those things, your, your body, your psyche, your subconscious is like, you're a liar, right? You're lying to yourself, like that's not the truth. But in your affirmation work, if you change the affirmation in your becoming, right? Like I am becoming more beautiful every day. I am becoming smarter with every day that passes. I am working on a healthier version of myself. That's believable because you're in the journey. The journey is growth and evolution over a lifetime, right? We are here for a lifetime. For some people, that lifetime is going to be 100 plus years. And for others, they're not fortunate to have that much time. And their lifetime is very short, right? So we have to take the time that we have and utilize it to the best of our ability so that we're able to receive our desires and live in a state of love. 
So when I was manifesting the love of my life, it took a lot of work in order to be able to receive him. And once I was able to receive him, I didn't even allow for him to love me completely. It took me many years of work. We are approaching 12 years together. And it's only been in the recent years that I've really allowed for this love to unfold because all of these years I've been doing this work on myself in order to receive the love. So the work of this lifetime for us all is to be able to receive love and to receive love on this grand capacity so that we are always in an abundance of love. And if you're not living in a state of being where you really want to be, then we need to really take a look at your self language, the, the self-talk, how are you talking to other people about yourself, right? Like I consider myself to be very sarcastic, but when I started the spiritual realm of growing and healing and all of the things, I really had to pay attention to the things that I was saying to other people. I had a comment slip the other day, a week ago, I had some friends over and, and I had gained some weight in the past couple of months. And so I, I made a comment that I'm so fat and the truth is, is that I'm not fat. It's just the conditioning of like what we think about ourselves when we look back in the mirror. And it's not that I'm fat. I just put on a few pounds and I'm not happy with the fact that I did that. So in that moment, I had to say, no, I didn't mean that. I take that back. And that's what we need to know and understand that we are allowed to take back anything that we put out into the universe. Just because we say it doesn't mean that it has to be the end all be all, right? We're allowed to say something and then take it back. We're allowed to think something and then take it back. That is the whole point of the growth and the healing process is to be able to know and understand that you're able to switch the thought. You know, I talk a lot about judgment in, in my work and it's like, we don't want to judge others because if we're judging others, then it's a reflection of us. And it's something that we still have not healed within us. Sometimes it's freaking hard not to judge somebody, right? Like somebody walks into a room and you're like, oh my God, why is she wearing that? Or, oh my God, look at who she showed up with. Or, oh my God, right? Like, and you hear this dialogue that starts in your mind. So as human beings, that's just a natural reaction that we have. It's like a natural, like, oh my God, but then we need to break that down. Why did we go to this instant negative? Why is it that we've taken the time to take this other human being and look upon them to try to rip apart everything that they're doing? Because we don't want to take the time to look within ourselves, right? So it's easier to look upon somebody else and say, well, this is what she's doing, that's what they're doing, and focus your time and attention on them than to actually focus your time and attention on yourself because it's just easier to do that. Because if we took all the time to focus on ourselves, then we would actually be in the healing process and we would be living these happy and fulfilled lives. But we don't know how to live happy and fulfilled lives because we're used to lives of suffering. We've watched our parents suffer, we watch our neighbors suffer, we watch our friends suffer, and then we feel like we are also supposed to suffer. We feel that if we're happy and we share that happiness that somehow we're gloating or we're taking away from somebody else or we're not allowed to do that because we've been conditioned in that but that's not the way that it's supposed to be which is why I spend a lot of my time in online forums and arenas and masterminds because these are women that are relatable to the level that I'm at 
I'm able to go in there and, and be in abundance of happiness and be in an abundance of love and be in abundance in general. And people receive that and they celebrate with me and they enjoy that and they love that. But if I was to do that in my everyday life or I was to go to a PTA meeting and do that or I was to do that with my family who's suffering or living in misery, then that wouldn't go over so well, right? Like not everybody wants to receive your happiness because most people are not living happy lives. Most people are living in misery and they don't want to accept that. And so misery loves company. So they're going to draw you in with that energy, which is why in seeking love, it's really important to also change the circle of which you hang out with. You know, they say that you are who you hang out with. And I, and I always had a hard time really understanding that because I'm like, I'm not who I am, but you really do start to pick up on the people around you and their energies and who they are and how they're behaving and how they're, they're putting themselves out there in the world. And then people from the outside looking in are perceiving you in a certain way. So it's really important to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to lift you up in your vibration, right? Because we all came here with a contract of things to accomplish. And if you're not surrounding yourself by the right people, you're not going to be able to accomplish the things that, that you really want to accomplish. You know, I invite you to take a look at your life and think about some ideas that you've had in your life. Maybe you've had a business idea. Maybe you've had you know, a project that you wanted to do or a charity you wanted to do and you went and you told your best friend and they were like, oh, that's a really bad idea. Or you told your husband and he was like, you're never gonna make any money doing that. And it like dim diminishes your light and it, it pulls you away from love, right? Like you came up with something in love. Like this was something that was created out of excitement, out of your originality, out of your imagination. And then you went and you shared it with somebody who removed you from that. But if we take a look at all of the things in our life and all of the inventions, imagine what Albert Einstein was told when he decided to discover the light bulb. Is Albert Einstein the one that discovered the light bulb? Well, you know what I mean. For all of the people, <laughs> all of the inventors, all of the people who invented the things, right? Like the person that, that wanted to make this acrylic vase or, or this vase or the person that created this sweater. And if they went to their best friend and they said, what do you think of this sweater? And they were like, oh, well, cream and white and pink and green, they don't go together, right? And it's like, well, I like the sweater, but maybe your best friend didn't like the sweater. And so you might change the whole course of your being because of an opinion that somebody else had. One of my favorite stories that I learned over the last couple of years is Walt Disney. He actually went to 31 different banks before he got approved for Disney World. Could you imagine being told no 30 times, like the effort that it took to put on his suit, to show up to a bank, to present his whole entire idea and to just hear, no, we're not giving you the money for that. No, that's not good enough. No, we don't think that idea is gonna work. So any other human being probably would have given up after five times, 10 times, 20 times, right? But he went 30 times and now look at what magic was created out of Disney. And, and I mean, I, I have my negative connotations on Disney too, but I have major respect for the fact that he kept going, right? The person who invented the first car, 
they kept going. The person that invented anything, they kept going because they were being fueled by love. It all becomes a matter of having love, receiving love, and being in a state of love or being removed from that. So in your work for yourself, your homework for today is really connecting yourself back to that place of love. Who is it that you wanted to be when you were that little girl or boy? What is it that you wanted to accomplish in this life, but you were told, no, you weren't good enough. No, that you can't accomplish that. I want you to bring yourself back to that place of love. Grab a piece of paper and a pen and start journaling and try to find a way that you can bring this joy, this love, this appreciation, this satisfaction, the motivation back into your life in order to achieve what you came here to achieve. And just remember that the people that told you no, the people that told you that you weren't going to be able to accomplish it, the people that told you that your sweater was ugly, they're not on the same journey as you. And therefore you don't have to listen to this person. You just have to become wiser with who you're sharing your experiences with. Because if you keep the focus on you and you keep allowing yourself to be open to receiving love, then you're going to be able to accomplish anything you came here to accomplish. I thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you on this journey with me. Be sure to check out all of my social media stations by searching for Shilamita, S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. I am on Instagram at 50 Shades of Shilamita. I am on Pinterest at Shilamita and I am on Facebook and YouTube at 50 Shades of Shilamita. Thank you so much.